Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, yeah, you know what that means. When you hear the Here We Go Steelers, it can only mean one thing. It is 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And you are tuned into the only station that matters right now. Steelers Nation Radio, listening to the Steelers Blitz as we have the luxury, the privilege to be able to give you some on-field reporting since today's practice, just like yesterday's practice. And which seems like the theme of the past five or six practices, we did have to be light on our toes and be flexible with the sudden change. So for those that may be a little late to the party, that may have not checked online or had their social media up. I know some of us are still on the social media hiatus. Practice was moved today. Instead of it being the normal 155 practice time at St. Vincent College, it had been moved to 10.30 a.m. at St. Vincent College, but more importantly, to try to beat the weather, which seems to be a reoccurring theme. But I have the luxury of having my Great, great, great co-host, the one with the good hair, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Wesley Eula, right on site. How are we doing today, baby? Fantastic. I tell you what, it's a uh, it's a nice day for practice out here. It's it's probably about 70 degrees or so right now, a little overcast. Uh, there's been a, a little light rain for, for just a couple minutes, but but nothing crazy. Uh, so uh, nice weather for practice. We have a rare Mike Tomlin in shorts sighting, which is funny considering that, you know, it could be about 100 degrees out here and Coach Tomlin never wears shorts. But when it's 70 degrees <laughs> and overcast, he's got them on today. But, yeah, uh, nice, nice day for practice, I think, certainly for the players in, in terms of the weather out here. These are the type of conditions you'll you'll enjoy practicing in. And, you know, I'm not baking in just sitting here under the tent or anything. <laughs> and, uh, and another good turnout out here on campus today, Motsi, uh, despite, as you mentioned, uh, what seems like the theme here pretty consistently over the last week or so of just uh, Steelers practice being canceled, being moved, being delayed, being uh, being uh, pushed up earlier in the morning. And uh, yeah, once again, that being the case here. So 
Probably another half an hour or so left in practice. They began about 10.30 again. Yesterday they went a little over two hours. It was more like 2.15 yesterday. But, but yeah, for the first hour or so of the show here, uh, the good majority of the first hour of this, this program here on a Wednesday afternoon, <laughs> um, I think we will once again have practice going on in front of us, which, uh, of course, has, has been a, a lot of fun and is an, a nice treat from, uh, from what we normally have here, certainly. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, because otherwise we have to start talking about some of our game preview stuff. And we're trying to save that. We don't need that just yet. But whenever you're talking about these guys being out there and practicing, that's always important. And if I remember correctly, today was scheduled to be not in pads, if I'm correct. Sound about right? Correct. They they have so they have um they have uh they have the shoulder pads on, but the, but that's it. Yep, shorts, but not the full but not full yes, dress, correct? Correct. Yeah, shorts yep. and shoulder pads. Yep. Yeah, so I do like that, man. Um Seeing uh, earlier in the week, um, well, we say earlier in the week, I meant over the weekend looking ahead at this <laughs> week's practice schedule because you know how it is in training camp, West. The days all run together. But <laughs> when, you were, when we're looking at this thing and we're seeing how yesterday was supposed to be full pads, today they were going to be a little bit lighter in their dress, but then tomorrow be back in full pads. Mm-hmm. To me, I was liking that because it was showing a little bit more of that growth, a little bit more of – the mind games, in a sense, that Coach Tommy can't play with these players, right? You know, we've been talking about this even since, uh, was it? I think it was Saturday practice when we were talking about it. How, hey, man, you got game week coming up. The different things you're going to be going through your mind thinking about. How do you, you know, maintain a, a certain level of mental toughness and preparedness? But at the same time, managing those emotions, that excitement, that anxiety that might come with a game coming up your first preseason opportunity. And when I think of what Coach Tomlin is doing, once again, he's playing with these guys mentally just to test them, just to see how far along they have come. Because it's easy to have elite level focus when you're in full pads. It's easy to come out there and lock in when you know, hey, this guy crushing me, if I'm going 90% or 70%, he's going to knock my block <laughs> He's going to kick my butt, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier to get locked in and, and, you know, dial into that practice because you know just for the sheer safety element, you have to step your game up. Well, that changes when you just go shoulder pads or in some cases just the shells, which is what we call the soft shoulder pads that they'll wear during OTAs and minicamp. It's like, man, when you're in there, now you have to really be vigilant, hyper vigilant in a sense to make sure that your mentality stays where it's supposed to be. Not allowing your dress to dictate your preparation, something that we've continued to talk about right throughout these days, because this is one of those ones where, Wes, I know somebody's counting the calendar and they're saying, hey, man, how many days to that game? How many days? Oh, we got we got a Thursday. We got a Friday. He can't kill us on Friday. Right. Because the game's Saturday. <laughs> so so we got to be all right. So you'll start letting your preparation, you'll start letting your overall readiness become just a little bit lackadaisical. And that is what you have to guard against. That's one of those things that when you talk about Coach Tama and the dress being what it is today, you really got to be careful, man, to make sure those guys are locked in. But since you got eyes on them, what mm-hmm. they looking like? Are we locked in the day? What's the pre-snap penalties looking like, man? Talk to me, Wes. Uh, you know what? It is funny that you say that uh, about, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, five, ten minutes before we went on air, there was a pre-snap penalty, I believe. <laughs> Uh, I believe it was J.C. Hassenauer jumping uh, just a, a second early, and you should have seen the reaction from the defensive side of football. I know you know what I'm talking about. but Absolutely. Uh, and I don't mean the 11 guys on the field on defense. Oh, I'm no, talking no, 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 the no. sideline, uh, the, the defense. defensive sideline. Yes. Yes. Whoa, what was that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Hey, like, hey, hey, get, get your foot out the parking lot, man. Get locked in here, man. Game ain't the day. You got time? You know the reaction, <laughs> you know, when, 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 you were, when you were growing up and you had like a couple dozen of your buddies around in summertime and you're all playing basketball or something and somebody gets crossed over or somebody gets dunked mm-hmm. on or something like that and how everyone reacts with, oh, that was the uh, that was the reaction from the from the defensive sideline over there, the coaching staff as well too. They were all having some fun with it. Um, but other than that, it's it's been pretty buttoned up today in in terms Good. of your your procedural uh, things out here. Haven't seen anything else other than that one moment, and maybe that's why it uh, it got such a uh, such a big reaction there. Yeah, as well too. Uh, but yeah, we're still ongoing with some eleven versus eleven here. Uh, seen a nice rotation again today from the quarterbacks. You know, I know you're the one uh, driving this this bus here this afternoon oh no so no no but you come on now you you know you always in my co-pilot chair well, sure, always tr- sure. Sure judgment. and that's why i wanted to you know i wanted to give you the opportunity to to lead this thing where you wanted before i just kind of jumped in but that is the um that's kind of the, the the paint in the picture of what's going on right now. They are so so yesterday, right? They were running more so. We talked about a lot of situational third down stuff um, towards mm-hmm. the red zone, especially as well too, as practice uh, wound down. Now it's the offense backed up inside their own twenty, trying to get out of the end zone uh, here today. So a, a little different, you know, maybe same church, different pew with what we're doing here. As uh, as Kenny Pickett throws a nice pass far side that is hauled in. There we I go by Cody White over there as he's still on the ground. That's what it looks like um but yeah nice get up uh, cody end, get up and to, to end this to end yeah. this uh to end this uh portion of practice as the horn sounds nice uh nice deep ball there yeah. uh from uh from kenny pickett uh as the offense will, will get a nice and win Kenny's there on putting the last together, man. He, he is he's putting absolutely. together a nice little little string of uh of practices lately man now we definitely want to see that especially when you're talking about this competition and ultimately wanting somebody from that three to start separating themselves especially with the first preseason game coming up but i do like the fact that they're working on backed up today in contrast to some of the third down stuff or some of the red zone stuff because it's a different mentality it's a different set of goals that you're trying to accomplish offensively and defensively when you're on offense and it's backed up your mindset is i'm trying to get one first down and why is that important Wes? well because that one first down ultimately means when you go to punt that ball potentially on that next series you're going to ultimately be flipping the field. You're going to be getting that defense, or excuse me, when the uh, opposing team gets the ball, they're going to be getting it on their side of the 50, not on our side of the 50. But that's one of those things that, man, when you're talking about offenses not being able to pick up just certain yardage with certain plays. You remember, man, when you watch these offenses backed up, it's not a lot of spreading it out five wide. It's, man, we got to go big personnel and win some grass. We need to get three <laughs> to five yards right quick. We need a quick out pass. We need something that can just get us a little bit more room. And then when you punt that ball and it's across midfield, now we get them back on defense. We get a stop. Now we get in that ball. We got more space. You play that game for a two or three series. Now you're in scoring position. But that all starts from that first backed up possession. Now, on the flip side, as a defender, you know what we're telling us, right? No first downs. Sure. One first down, we look at that as a loss. I do not care if it goes two dry or two series and out. The fact of the matter is, if we allow them to get one first down, our offense is not getting the ball on this side of the 50-yard line. That's making them have to work that much harder. That that means that we do not have a guarantee of at least three points. And when you're talking about how this team, as it's currently constructed, it's going to need to win games. It's going to need to be a lot of that type of stuff, a lot of that execution under pressure and stuff like that. So definitely good to hear that they're working those reps and good to hear that my man Kenny is still, you know, showing a little bit of that pizzazz. 100%. 100%. He ended that last portion 
uh, with, a, with a very nice pass there, like I said. Uh, now they'll come down to the opposite end of the field here. More third down situational uh, drills going on right now. Still offense versus defense. Uh, running through some third and five scenarios here, it looks like. Uh, Trubisky with a good first rep, a completion to Gunnar Olszewski in the slot. Second rep, he almost got intercepted by Levi Wallace. That feels like mm -hmm. it sums up what we've seen from all the quarterbacks to this, uh, this point so far. <laughs> camp. You have one great rep, and then before you know it, uh, yeah. uh, as, he, as he looks once again uh, for Olszewski across the middle, but no. uh, broken up nicely there on the back end by Minka Fitzpatrick. And is this full line? Are they full line, or are they just 7 on with this No, this is full. Yeah, right this is this is 11 on 11. Okay. Yep. Full, full, so full, what I was saying is, man, as well. yep. the beauty of third and five situational football, hard count is a weapon. On offense, you're saying and they, hold they're your trying them. On they're defense, trying them out we're here, saying certainly. ball key. Absolutely, because you have to think about this, man. On offense, the hard count can be used as a weapon, and it's twofold. First off, you know these defenders are going to be super juiced. It's third down. They're trying to get off the field. Some guys are looking to rush the passer. They're trying to get a sack. Others, they're worried about, hey, I got to get off this ball and make sure I stop this run, if it is truly run, because it's third and five. So you know they're going to be extra juiced up. They're going to have their ears pinned back. So the hard count could potentially get them to jump off sides, or it could slow them down and make them a little bit more hesitant to get off the ball. But then on offense on the other side, or excuse me, to add to that as well, is if you get one of these guys to jump or fall in the neutral zone, now you get that free play that we love to see from Ben at times, right? That free <laughs> shot downfield, you throw it up and hope for the best. Because it's a free play, nothing bad can happen for the offense. That's the other element of it. But on defense, the reason why you have to lock in is because it's a free first down. You can't line up in the neutral zone and you can't jump all sides. But at the same time, Wes, you know what I'm going to tell you, right? What you got to tell Don't be laid off that ball. <laughs> you can't be laid off the ball. It's like, coach, you're talking on both sides of your neck. I know, but that's what coaches do, baby. <laughs> that is what they do. <laughs> no, they, 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 they certainly do, and, and you would know that much better than I do, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's – you know what, that's that's well said by you. That's the that's the insight that, that you can provide there as we now move into a special teams portion of practice here, uh, Arthur. Yeah, I thought Danny Smith will get his time. Y'all better get Danny Smith Danny his time. Smith, Stop playing with that Danny man. Danny Smith is getting his time. He he certainly is. Um, nice play by the defense again on the the last rep there while you were laying that all out. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was looking to go across the middle to Calvin Austin, but uh, just no time. Caught, pat, pocket collapsed and what would have clearly been a, a sack scenario. Obviously, the defense not going to uh, tackle any of the quarterbacks to the ground in these types of situations. But uh, he just dumped, it, dumped it off. To, well, because you know that's how it works when you're the prom not? king, you know. <laughs> Um, uh, they don't get no special privileges. Hit them anyways. Yeah, they're gonna hit them anyways. Um, and, and Mitch, uh, Mitch did just dump it off to, to Betty Snell. But like I said, a, a play that would have uh, would have clearly been a sack in a in a live scenario. Um, now we went from having some some Presley Harvin punting out here right back into eleven on eleven once again. So maybe that wasn't part of me. It wasn't really a special teams period. I guess that was uh, that was just Coach T doing his thing and making Presley go out there and boom a couple on the spot. Uh, so back well, to because third there down. Is, it's a method to a madness with that though. It is. There absolutely is. Yeah, that's hey, you gotta you know we, we've seen that in the past with Boswell as well too, right? Where he'll just stop mm -hmm. in the middle of practice and hey, come out here and kick this field goal real quick and you know uh out of your comfort zone a little bit on the spot in front of everybody in the middle of everything stopping uh and that's uh, what we just saw a couple reps there 
uh, for Presley Harvin. It's now Kenny Pickett back in. Uh, first rep, he uh, missed Anthony Miller. Now second rep is going to go downfield, and a nice pass completed there uh, to Tyler Sneed for about a 15-yard gain. So, again, the, I see uh, you, Kenny. You better the, stretch the field a little the, bit. The, the, back okay. and forth, the back and forth from the quarterbacks, Motsi, it's, it's been that way all day today. You know, Mitch Trubisky, he'll have a couple really nice reps and then maybe overthrow a guy poorly. Uh, mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett, same thing. Nice, nice couple reps or, you know, maybe misses somebody like he did Anthony uh, Miller on the crossing route a moment ago, but then connects on a nice, uh, you know, 15, 20-yard pass down the field to Tyler Sneed. Uh, seen the same thing from Mason Rudolph. He's in now. And that's just, you know, that's kind of where we've been at with the quarterbacks, looking for that consistency. You've seen the flashes, um, but you've also, you know, had the some of the lows as well, too. No, without a doubt, man. Consistency is going to be key, man. That's one of those things that we're going to continue to see if they can get that locked in or at least continue to improve upon those areas as we get closer to the regular season. But this is all a part of it. These are some of the growing pains that we knew that they would be experiencing just, you know, in the sense of Kenny, first time in the NFL. Mason, first time having a legitimate opportunity to be QB1. And then for Mitch, new team, new coaching staff. So we knew that this would be a part of it. It's just one of those things that we just got to make sure we have our Pepto-Bismol so we can stomach it. But <laughs> <laughs> what we are going to do is get ready uh, to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to continue to uh, give you some more of these breakdowns and highlighting what is currently going on at practice because it was moved up from the normal 155 time to 1030 a.m. at St. Vincent College. Of course, making sure that we uh, beat the weather that is on the forecast. But don't touch that Dallas Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. This is Black and Gold Fan Habit SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back here for segment number two of today's beautiful day, man. <sighs> While we still have live practice going on, man, um, obviously, for those that don't know, Steelers practice was bumped up today to 10.30 a.m., because of the inclement weather that is potentially on the forecast in the Latrobe area, man. So no normal 155 practice for those of you that do not know. Just giving you the heads up. If you're hearing the sound <laughs> of my voice, you might want to reconsider the direction that you're driving in. Just throwing it out. <laughs> yeah, there. that's true. If you're just if you're just getting ready to leave uh, Pittsburgh or the surrounding areas to head out to practice, you're, you're probably going to miss it. So maybe reschedule yeah. for a different day. Yeah, maybe tomorrow, depending on what time. Yeah, just wake tomorrow. up early. <laughs> Just yeah, make sure the, you're yeah, checking the Steelers website early in the morning to, to see yeah. when practice is. <laughs> what to say, yeah, because, uh, you know, for those of you that might be a little bit late risers or the tardy crew, like uh, yours truly, oh, yeah, 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 man. It's not looking too good for you right now, all right? <laughs> I remember when I used to be a late riser. Ah, uh, yes. I'll get back there. I'll get, I'll get back there at one point. I know. Just, just nah, tell me, man, you, Just you, tell you me at one point bro. the kids, the kids start sleeping in at some point. Nah, right? bruh. Because, see, you're at that phase. They're only going to go from waking up and not really sleeping all over the place to then they get in that self-sufficient, I can do it myself phase. My son's there right oh, yeah, now. He's that's seven. what I need. Seven? So, okay. So no, I got about no, six no, more years. No, that's That's not good. It makes you nervous because every morning – He's not knocking on my door at 6 a.m. I'm hearing his little feet go downstairs. Oh, at 6 that's true. And then he's, and, and and I'm he's just in like, the kitchen getting after it. You, you, you hear a cabinet, you'll hear something <laughs> fall. I, I don't know where he went physically. I can just look at the breadcrumbs. It's, it's like following, uh, yep. uh, what was it? Hustle and Gretel. I see, oh, some lemon heads over here. Oh, a bag of chips here. Oh, is this little chair pushed up towards the cabinet? Ah, he must have been here. <laughs> Oh, is the refrigerator beeping? Somebody didn't shut the Somebody refrigerator didn't door. Somebody didn't shut okay. the door the whole way. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, there's a half-drank so glass into, of milk man. here. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Is Santa Claus is not anywhere around? Yes, man. <laughs> So that is what you have to look forward to, man. So trust me on this. It's not going to get any easier until they get to the double digits. Okay. Okay. So I got a while, I got a while is what you're telling yes, me. Yes. Oh, man. Just, All right. I'll buckle it. up. You I'll, 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 it, listen, I'm going embra- to embrace the suck, right? I'm going to put the chin strap Absolutely. on. I'm going to go to embrace work. Embrace it, man. <laughs> but speaking of going to work, man, talk to us some more, man. Set the scene. What we're looking at right now on the practice field as practice was bumped up, man, to that 1030 time like we talked about a little bit uh, ago. Yeah, so uh, eleven on elevens are done here. Now some uh, some positional group work. Uh, we've got uh, let's see here. Uh, we've got special teams going on right in front of me in the first field. All right, Danny Smith looks like they're going over punt coverage drills now. Um, okay. Down on the left side. Now hold on, hold on. You said Danny Smith is doing special teams drills. The real question is how many pieces of bubble gum? At least is in five, his mouth? at least five or six. At least. I mean, it's you know, like it's 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 still pretty early out here. I mean, it's it's barely afternoon, so I mean, you know, by the time he gets ready for dinner, that waddle probably up to nine or ten pieces. Okay, um, okay, okay. But for now, I'd say about five or six. So he is going over, like I said, what what looks like some punt coverage on the right side of the field. Down on the left side of the field, it's the wide receivers, some of the wide receivers, and some of the defensive backs getting some work in. Far side of the field, uh, we've got offensive linemen doing some drills and uh, defensive linemen as well too so that's what's going on in practice right now back to utilizing uh two fields as uh once again the the 11 on 11 portion has uh has wrapped up yeah and you know this is the part of the practice where if you are not a true starter this is the part where you're not the most happy because usually where those stars are getting their break, you're over there getting that special teams working yes. with Danny Smith. Yes. And he is not taking his foot off that gas. He does not want to hear about, hey, coach, I just got off the field from defense. You know his response? You're not playing defense on Sundays. You're playing <laughs> special teams, all right? <laughs> and that's just the reality of it. They call so that, they call the that tough love, right? Absolutely. Tough love because hey, he said to himself, you're not T.J. Watt. You're not Cameron Hayward. Yes, because those guys uh, have their Najee helmets Harris. off right now, and they're right, just chilling. Right. They're just chilling. You're not those guys, <laughs> though. So you have to understand that, and you also have to understand that, hey, what we're going to expect from you this season, your role on this team is not going to necessarily be on defense. You might have some snaps. If injuries happen, your, mo- your role might change, but initially – your role is going to be to contribute to this organization, to contribute to this team on special teams. And that's something that Danny Smith is going to continue to harp on with those guys, even when they're tired, even when their feet hurt, when their head hurts, when they feel like, hey, Coach Brent, I'm about to cramp up, I'm dehydrated. You know what he's going to say? You better get you a drink and get back in line. Don't miss your rep. <laughs> yeah, water, water and Gatorade are right there. You got about uh, 40 seconds till your next rep, all right? So get ready. No, and that's that's the reality of it, man. But – you appreciate it in the end. You know, it's one of those things where during training camp, it sucks. It gets even worse at times during the preseason for the games. But when you're in season, man, and you feel highly conditioned, when you're in season and you know the different techniques, the different tools that you're going to need in your tool bag, so to speak, in terms of when you're out there on that field to win some of these reps on special teams, that's when you look back at him at the end of the year and you're like, nah, coach, it was worth it. It made sense. But right now, oh, you're not trying to hear any of that. Right now, if one of those guys could hear me talking, they'd be like, Motes, shut up. (laughs) That's that retired talk. Shut up. You know what this feels like. (laughs) 
Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, Najee's just hanging out near side. Um, hoodie on, just chilling far side. Uh, TJ Watt and, and uh, Alex Highsmith are, are conversing. Um, but, yeah, right now it is, it, it, it's it's specialist portion, offensive lineman doing a little work, Blaine Stewart, wide receiver coach here, doing some, some very Go simple, Dukes. like like almost, that's right. And uh, son of former WVU head coach Bill Stewart as well, too. Go He's, ears. You know what? We're yep. going to get Blaine on the show because he would be like no, the we ultimate. Do, I mean, we you're right. Do, man. He he literally grew up around WVU football because his dad was tight ends coach and then yeah. head coach of the program. Uh, his dad was with the was with the, was with, <laughs> with, with with WVU coaching for for over a decade uh, after yeah. giving Mike Tomlin his first job at, at VMI. Correct. That's the full full circle. Uh, and then yeah, and then Blaine of course uh, played college football at JMU just like Mozi did. So yeah, he's, alma mater, absolutely. He's a, he's a mount, we just he's, missed he's each got, other. Yeah. He's got WVU and JMU in his heart. We got to get this man on the show at some point. Absolutely, and and to come full circle with it on top of that i remember when i first came to pittsburgh on the steelers he was one of the first dudes i saw coming to visit at training camp nice just coming up to the practices yeah. and stuff like yeah. that yeah when he was trying like, to trying to break in and everything yeah. trying to break in there's like yeah what's your connection up here bro like we don't see too many jmu dukes just hanging around there you know what i mean camp. <laughs> but it was just a cool scene man and now to see where this thing has grown since then in 2014 to now him being officially employed by the organization i mean it's a dope story and i'm sure it's something that not only he is proud of i'm sure you know God bless his uh, father. I'm sure yep. if he could look down, he would be proud. But even Coach Tomlin, I mean, to think about how surreal of a moment that has to be every day for him, addressing him in meetings, addressing him on the practice field, and just thinking of how his father would address him at times. I mean, that is the beauty of yeah. sports right there, man. It absolutely is. And I know, you know, Mike Tomlin has, has spoke about that before. It's pretty cool. He said, you know, my, my first job, I was an assistant at, at VMI, which is Virginia Military Institute, for those unfamiliar. And, right right uh, down the road from JMU as Right well. down the road, right down the road from JMU. And, and you know, Bill Stewart says, was the Coach one. Coach Tomlin, Coach there, we put 50 on them also. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> As just in case y'all were wondering, just in case, any place where Coach Tomlin has coached, my teams have put 50 on them. William and Mary, William and my, you name it. Not that, there's, not that there's any uh, rivalry between, between Mozi oh, and Coach. Oh, no, no. Uh, not, of course there's no bad No one who listened, between, no one who listened uh, during OTAs heard Mike Tomlin come over every day and, and yell that, at us during average. OTAs. <laughs> you, you know the great JMU versus that average <laughs> At best, William That's and Mary, right. that, that That's little right. green institute down the road, you know, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah we're not worried about it. No, no bad blood. Come on now. So yeah. uh, before Bill Stewart, uh, you know, uh, was at WVU, he was at VMI. <laughs> he hired Mike Tomlin, gave Mike Tomlin his first coaching job. And as Mike Tomlin has described it himself, he has said, and I, I'm, this is an exact quote, he said it was full-time work with part-time pay. You know, it was one of those it was one mm-hmm. of those break into the industry type jobs, and uh, I think we he, all can attest to that feeling. <laughs> he and, and he talked absolutely, and in that interview, you know, there's a cool there's a cool piece on on Mike Tomlin's relationship with the Stewart family that you know probably ten years ago or so, eight years ago, uh, that NFL Films did. I know you can find it on YouTube. Um, Mike Tomlin would, uh, for a few months, he lived with the Stewarts, I believe, like in their basement. Because, mm-hmm. again, you know, full-time work, part-time pay. He obviously ate a lot of meals, a lot of dinners there. I mean, so he literally, like, in his own words, you know, had had little infant Blaine, like, in his lap when he was a kid, like, changing diapers and stuff. And, and now, yeah. you know, you fast-forward 20-some years later, and he's able to give Blaine his first, you know, his break into the league. It is uh, – it's, it's a pretty cool story. 
No, 100% it is, man. And I love that right there. Absolutely. Go Dukes. We, Just uh, to make sure. If there was any confusion, If there was, any, if there was okay. any confusion. So now, yes. Motsi, um, we, uh, we have the offense and the defense back out here again for, for once again what is – Two, four, six, eight. Like a six-on-eight drill, basically. Six on offense, eight on defense. And this is the drill that you were breaking down yesterday that we yes. were seeing happen as well. Yes, it absolutely was. So you got you got Benny Snell, you got Pickens, you got Firemuth, uh, Mitch Trubisky under center, right? The, the whole the whole gambit of uh, of first team offense. T.J. Watts out there for the defense, right? Uh, Miles Jack and, and Devin Bush and uh, Cam Sutton and Minka. So it is uh, as as Trubisky connects with Firemuth there uh, for about a uh, seven or eight yard gain. Um, this is an interesting drill because the defense obviously has a couple extra bodies, but at the same time, you know, T.J. Watt, he's just kind of uh, hanging at the line of scrimmage, like looking to bat down passes. It's not like he's rushing <laughs> full speed after Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. So it is a, it's like a twist on a seven-on-seven seven drill a little bit, if you will. Yeah, that is definitely what it seems like. Um, obviously, I haven't had a chance to see it physically. Uh, a couple of these days I've been planning to come out there. We've been switching these practices up. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of them. <laughs> Look, literally during the break, it was funny. Just pull the curtain back. Me and my wife were having this discussion. It was like, were we supposed to go out there? One of the I was like, yes, I know, babe, but they keep moving them. I promise it's not me. I promise it's not me. All right. So with that being said, man, with this drill, though, that you're describing, it does seem like that. And um, if that is the case, I can understand why he would want to have just a portion of the uh, O-line, D-line out there, but not have them going necessarily full speed. Is just to get a feel for certain passes coming across the line of scrimmage. Um, when you talk about seven on seven at times, man, as a defender, we would get pissed because we're watching them throw the ball low across the center of the field where we know you got offense alignment, defense alignment. The trajectory just doesn't make sense. Or you think about the time of it, right? Well, during 11 on 11, you know, you got about three and a half to four seconds before you have to start improvising, right? Moving the pocket, extending the play. Otherwise, you're going to get hit. Well, in 707, that's not always the case. You don't always have to worry about any type of rush, any type of movement up front. So it can create bad habits as well. So part of that, I do think in terms of when you're talking about TJ being out there but not really rushing, having some D, uh, some offense and D linemen men out there, but it not being that same level of intensity, I think it's just a little bit of trying to give them a mock of what that would look like and feel like than necessarily them having to actually go out there and do a full on 11 on 11 again. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that that makes sense. Is Mitch Trubisky going deep here for Calvin Austin? Just a little overthrown. Good coverage mm. by Akella Witherspoon on the route. Let's go, Akello. Well uh, I wanted to make sure and update you on this as well, too, Motsi. Right before we went on air, like five minutes before we went on air, a uh, just an absolute beautiful catch, probably uh, 40 yards downfield by Connor Hayward over his shoulder, fallen down, secured the ball. Uh, he continues to make plays. Actually, it's funny. I says I say that he comes out here to take a rep night right now in a uh, double tight end set with Pat Fryermuth as uh, Mason Let's Rudolph go. as Mason Rudolph moves under center. Um, but I tell you what, um, Connor Hayward. Now, you know you can't you can't talk plays about that forty yard catch. Practice. Yeah, you know you can't talk about that forty yard catch and just leave it as forty yard catch. Great catch, come to the ground and secure the catch. You can't leave it at that. Now we need to know the origin of that that ball. <laughs> Where did it come from? Mason Rudolph. Oh, okay. Come on now, don't leave the dark horse Canada out of this. I thing. was wondering we, we if you. I was wondering if you. Listen, I, I know, but we've done yeah, a lot of. We've done a lot of uh, obviously a lot uh-uh. of quarterback conversation. I just wanted to give you. I, I just I wanted care. to give Connor uh-uh. his spin for a second there. 
No, no, no. And I appreciate him getting his spin. The same way we appreciate George Pickens getting his spin, Calvin Austin getting his spin. We love these updates. But if the update was airmailed, we need to know where that sender was located. Who was it? Who was who? What's the name on that on that envelope? You know, we need to know. It matters now. Sure. It, sure. We, we can't just assume it's coming from seven Ben Roethlisberger away. We can't assume that anymore. All right. We have to assume <laughs> that it's coming from one of these other locations. All right. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt about it. Um, as Mason Rudolph is still operating right now here, uh, we got Jalen Warren in motion. Oh, here comes the snap. Mason Rudolph's back. Trips to the left. He goes that way. Anthony McFarlane with the completion for about a four-yard gain there. Nice first down pickup. We'll hey, listen, we'll take four yards on first down. Set up second and six here for the offense. Come on now. Second and six is a beautiful situation for the offense, a horrendous situation for the defense. Why is it great <laughs> for offense? Well, because everything is on the table. It's a ways down. You can run the ball, pick up two. You're sitting at third and four. You can go screen if you need to. I personally win it because you already have positive, uh, you already got positive yards on that first down. And then the the last thing is if you want to take a shot, you can still do that because third and six is still very attainable. So, yeah, on offense, you love it. Defensively, yeah, good luck because everything is on the table right now. And Arthur Motes, <laughs> it's a touchdown on second down. Mason Rudolph to Connor Hayward once again See? untouched. That one would have gone 55 yards to the house man, on second and six. Let's go, Mason Rudolph and Connor Hayward, man. Woo! That was like they setting it up. That was probably about twenty out, twenty man. yards down twenty yards downfield. Hayward makes the completion, and I mean there was nobody around him. He would have trotted into the now again. It's a you know it's there's only eight defenders out on the field, but uh, nice hookup, nice there. But now they're going to run through what would be about a third and five here. You know, just again working working situationally. Let's see how this one plays out. Rudolph once again under center uh, and looking for Jay Sternberger off the fingertips. Probably would have been about a yard short of the first down anyways. Um, so the defense wins that rep, and now young Kenny will take over. Let's go. Now, I'm loving these breakdowns, man. I'm feeling like we're going back to our old school roots of you being a – you know, the play-by-play hey, you know, play 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 broadcasting. Hey, yeah, that hey, was my first love in this I, business. I'm over here like, man, you know that the color commentary is where it all started for me. That was That's what introduced me to this media world, man. So right. I am thoroughly enjoying this element of it, man. But no, man, it's going to be exciting to see how Kenny can respond right now. Seeing yeah. Mason Rudolph come out, have back-to-back -back, um, really good plays, hitting Connor Hayward deep, you know, for the 40 yards. And then you said it was a 50-yard touchdown um, to yep. end his clip. Yep. Now let's see how Kenny can come out there and perform. I mean, it's different when you see the guy in front of you make two nice plays. You feel that pressure. So how do you respond? And that's the thing we're going to see right now with Kenny. Well, good start as he finds Tyler Sneed down the right side for a, uh, a big completion of about 30 yards or so there. Good first rep uh, from Kenny in this team portion. If you want to, uh, you know, make sure we don't get fined here, Motsi, and then I can fill you in on, on how the rest of uh, young Kenny Pickett looks when we return on the other side. Well, you know, that sounds good to me. I was just trying to take it all the way up to that 40 time <laughs> limit, you know what I mean? Because I'm a math Whoa. guy, and I said, okay, we started at, uh, let's see, 25. 25 plus 10, 35, 35 plus 5 is 40. So that is how I was going to do it. But either way, <laughs> rather be early than late. I so just don't want you to get in trouble, fine. you know? <laughs> but either way, you know we good player. I am not tripping. So when we come back, though, we will continue this discussion, man. Uh, we're getting a lot of great, great insight right now. The best and only place to get it live. Not on any of these dot coms. Right here. Hearing it from us, baby. The way you want to do it, man. Arthur Most, Wesley Uli. Don't touch that dial. Right here on SNR. 
You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the Black and Gold, SNR. Yes, indeed. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Final segment of that 12 o'clock hour. Um, Steelers practice getting ready to potentially be wrapped up, if I remember correctly, for those that do not know or those that might be a little late to the party. Today's practice was moved up. It was no longer at 1.55 p.m. They moved it up to 10.30 a.m. today to beat the inclement weather that is on the forecast. Still at St. Vincent College. Still was open to fans and things like that. But if you are just now getting this information and you're on the road to Latro for Steelers practice, thinking it's at 1.55, I think you should pause and reassess the current situation. Yes. And determine if you want to continue on that way or if you want to turn back. But either way, we're giving you the heads up now. All righty. <laughs> Mozi, uh, did you hear that noise? I did. I did a little bit of that. Yes. Describe yeah. what that was. Well, what that was was uh, <laughs> the George Pickens hype train rolling on mm. once again here. All right. Now, I've been quick to preach. You know, Mama, you there goes that man. Can't crown this guy. You know, all, all, all those things certainly is, is the offense scores here again. But uh, Mason George Pickens just almost won a two-minute drill by himself out here. Um, Mason Rudolph threw one up for grabs for him. He went up and got it over Levi Wallace for about a 30-yard gain. And then on the next play made a one-handed catch in the back of the end zone on Levi Wallace once again. And it was pandemonium here. And then mm. what you what you just heard uh, just a second ago, Kenny Pickett with a nice pass to Steven Sims to end practice for the day. So offense ending on a high note here. But Motsi, uh, I'm going to break some news for you right now, all right? If all you, right, talk to him. If you thought that George Pickens' hype train was rolling coming into today's practice, just wait. Because what he just did here over the last two or three minutes uh, was, was insanely impressive. And this is coming from Mr. Don't crown guys when they're rookies. I've been preaching that on this program for four years now, going on five years. But my goodness, another day where George Pickens is just standing out here uh, in in the best way possible on the campus of St. Vincent College. Well, and it matters. Um, I don't think that we're crowning a rookie right now. I think that the excitement is warranted, and it's warranted for a reason. Usually when we're talking about rookies, and the reason why we're so hesitant when we're praising them is because a lot of times in practice, they are matching up against other rookies. They're matching up against other inexperienced players, typically with the second unit or sometimes even with the third unit, right? When they have a success or they just happen to have a favorable matchup from a practice standpoint, the familiarity that we talk about. So a lot of that helps some of these younger players and the coaching staff will protect them with certain calls in practice. So that's the biggest reason why we like to reserve our praise for them. But in the case of George, I think it's different because he's not going against the fourth team or the third uh, corner. You're talking about Levi Wallace. This is a guy that's getting paid $4 million. This is a guy that is a good cornerback coming from Buffalo who we have high expectations for joining our Steelers team. So the fact that George Pickens is making these type of plays with a Levi Wallace or a Cam Sutton, which you talked about yesterday, right? The back-to-back plays, hitting the gritty on them. Is those type of things that make me feel a little bit more, um, just more moved to 
giving uh, George Pickens that type of praise and that type of admiration because it is a difference when you talk about the quality of opponent that he's going against. He's going against good players. And the fact that he's been able to do this, and this isn't new. This wasn't just today when he started doing this. We've been seeing this. He's been having this type of camp and dating back to even OTAs and minicamp. We talked about him and gave him the high praise. So it's just good to see the continued development and the continued growth for him. And to me, I think that he's still getting back to feeling comfortable with his body. Remember, he missed a lot of time last year with the injury. And he was able to come back towards the end of the season and then obviously make a big catch in the national championship game. But this dude is still getting back healthy. He's still finding out who he truly is. And it isn't even, has it been 12 months? Like, th th that's the type of stuff that, you know, when you're thinking about with George Pickens, it's like, man, this is nuts to see him doing this. I just think that, you know, he's still not even scratching the surface yet for who he is physically. And that's going to be the intriguing part for me to just see how that continues to grow and develop for him. No, it absolutely is. Um, 60 yards there by himself in the two-minute drill. Uh, four plays with Mason Rudolph. They look fantastic. Kenny Pickett comes in, leads the offense right down the field. Again, Steven Sims with the touchdown. It was a day that started with the defense, um, you know, once again, I, I think uh, having the, the clear-cut advantage. But a – uh, good to see the offense punch back here, and, and they certainly did that at the end of practice. Um, but, yeah, like I said, uh, so the two-minute drill there again, just to recap, Mason Rudolph, four plays, two connections with uh, Pickens, 60 yards, Pickens uh, with a, with a one-handed grab in the back of the end zone for a, a really nice touchdown. And then uh, two plays, 60 yards for Kenny Pickett. There was a blown coverage. He dumped it off to Jalen Warren, who took it about 35 yards or so, and then found Steven Sims over the middle for about a 25-yard or so touchdown pass. So uh, today, Motsi was a was a was a good quarterback day. I think um, they all you know they all had a, a few errant errant throws. A few I wish they could uh, that I'm sure they wish they could get back. But uh, for Trubisky, yeah. for Trubisky, and I think definitely for for Pickett and Rudolph, certainly um, some really nice throws here. Some really nice drives, um, and particularly uh, you know like I said here in the in the last ten minutes or so to end practice. Well, and I'm, I'm actually glad when you talk about how Pickett finished, because remember, leading up to uh, Kenny Pickett getting that opportunity, we were talking about how, man, it's it's fun when you talk about how Mason has been able to, you know, do what he just did on that two-minute drill with George Pickens and how George was so phenomenal. He essentially won the drill by himself. And we said, man, what does that look like when you're the guy having to come in after that in this competition? When you're Kenny Pickett and you're seeing Mason drop two bombs – you're like, man, what am I going to do? How do I respond to that? But it's good to see that, you know, he's able to hit the back blown coverage or not. He still got to execute. You still got to make the play count. So for him, man, to be able to do that and then turn around and hit Steven Sims for the touchdown to finish his two minute clip. I just like the fact that once again, he's not batting an eye. He's not allowing whatever is happening around him to ultimately impact him negatively and make him, whether it be him playing too fast or overthinking is not allowing that to happen. And it's good to see that. And I think that it's healthy for this quarterback competition. I think Absolutely. that this is what the coaching staff wants. They want it to be a hard decision. They want it to be, hey, we have three guys that we feel legitimately can start for us and lead us to where we want to go. You want that to be the feeling. And right now, I mean, just based on how all three of these guys have been playing throughout this uh, training camp time frame, that's what it is. But I don't think this is something that we should be looking at and, you know, saying that, oh, man, this is a negative because it's still kind of close. I think that, you know, if you're this team, you want it like that right now. You want to make sure you have three of the best guys 
on your roster. So hopefully that that, you know, these three guys can emerge to do that and we'll see how it continues to go going forward. But just initially, I do like what we're getting from these guys right now. Uh, me as well, too. And there, you've certainly seen the improvement over the weeks from the start of training camp where it was it was very erratic quarterback play, I think, to say the least. Uh, Mozi still haven't seen the post-practice quarterback push-up circle led by QB <laughs> coach uh, Mike Sullivan just yet. Uh, Mason Rudolph is down in the end zone chatting with, it looks like, one of the coaches. Uh, and George Pickens down there as well, too. Mitch Trubisky, far side, is so, uh, throwing passes to Gunner and to Miles Boykin. And uh, okay, okay. Kenny Pickett and Connor Hayward getting some extra work together in the middle of the field. Now, I wonder, too, with the push-ups, is this something that they do every day, or is this something they do specifically when they have turnovers? So, so you know what? That's a good question, because I... Yesterday was the first time I brought it up. I've seen them do it out here, but I haven't been like I haven't been looking for it. I haven't every day. tracked it, yeah. So, yeah, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to answer that in good faith because today okay. honestly was really the first day that I've started to look for it. I've seen it happen a mul- multiple times, but, uh, but yeah, not not to the point where I could say I think they're doing it every day. So you're right. That might that might be more of a uh, you know. Like the the equivalent of the, the kicker makes the kick at the end of practice, right? So we don't have to run extra right. sprints. Like maybe there's or, some, or, some conditions there to push up guy, <laughs> Yeah, you think on defense, you see a, a DB drop an interception. What does he do? Push-ups. So I was wondering, like, all right, maybe the interception is the offense's version of, all right, we got to do push-ups for this right now. Hmm. No, that's well said. That's well said. I you and you. But know, either way, you but yeah, Mitch. Uh, Mitch still working uh, with with Boykin and with uh, Oshevsky. Uh, Hayward and Kenny in the middle of the field and uh, Mason Rudolph is now his uh, conversation with Pickens and one of the coaches is over and he uh, is walking back towards the center of the field as well another practice in the books Motsi you know what that means too all the little ninos here all the ch- all the hey. children uh, on autograph hill down by the field trying to scream for their favorite players and once again Motsi ominous clouds rolling in here into Latrobe so i think the steelers uh made a, made a, made Timed a wise it up right. yep made a wise <laughs> choice to uh to move practice up once again here today no, for a fact, they definitely timed that thing up perfectly, man. And that's the thing that we love about the Steelers. Also, I did want to give everybody an update. I know yesterday when we ended the show, we were saying that Merrill Hodge would potentially be joining us at some point in time today. Just wanted to give you guys the update that that is not the case. Wait, we got to be flexible. All parties involved, right? New schedule. It's one of those things. Just wanted to give you guys that heads up that he will not be on with us today. All right. Absolutely, yeah. No, uh, no Steelers legend today, yep. unfortunately. But hopefully, we'll we'll get another yeah. one for you tomorrow. No, absolutely, man. But with that being said, man, we are going to get ready to go to a break because I don't get fined when I'm hosting, and I'm sure West doesn't want to take this fine either. So, with that being said, man, we're going to get ready to go to a break. Practice has officially just wrapped up. When we get back, we're going to talk about you know just some more recapping of what we saw today, and start turning the page a little bit to what we're going to be looking for on Saturday. But don't touch that Dallas. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, right here on Steelers Nation Radio. Black and gold football lives here. What a play! 24-7. You're listening to SNR. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.